John B. McClendon pioneered it, Rick Pitino mastered it, and Bob Huggins made it an identity. I'm Justice Rohde, and love it or hate it, this is the Full Court Press. Alright, welcome back into the Full Court Press. Uh, I'm Justice Rohde, and we're coming back at you with yet another conference preview. This time, we're going to be previewing the America East Conference. The America East consists of only nine teams, but it's a fairly exciting conference. Not the depth or the level of teams as the A-Sun, but it's very, very top-heavy, and it should be a decent conference this year, so let's jump right into it. Um, the returning favorites from last year, the Vermont Catamounts, they brought in four experienced grad transfers to boost a good returning NCAA tournament squad. They're big, they're long, they're athletic, and they tend to rip apart a lot of smaller teams, especially in the America East. Head coach John Becker will be pleased with the group that he has returning, a group that should run the America East and win it again. They finished ranked in the Kempom 114th. The UMass Lowell River Hawks. They bring in two talented freshmen in addition to three senior transfers to bolster a good returning squad from last year. They boast some decent guard play, a lot of really good wings. Should be a fairly exciting team to watch. Head coach Pat Duquette will be excited to unleash a good returning group on a very top-heavy America East. They finished ranked in the Ken Palm, 134th. The New Hampshire Wildcats. New Hampshire returns a good senior group in addition to some more experienced sophomores and good size on the roster. Head coach Nathan Davis will be optimistic of another top three finish in the America East with the abundance of talent that he has. They finished ranked in the Ken Palm 284. They outperformed a lot of their expectations last year, and they ended up winning a lot of really close games. The Bryant Bulldogs. Bryant boasts probably the two best players in the conference with Memphis transfer Earl Timberlake and Doug Edert, the former St. Peter's guard who lit up during the March Madness Lead 8 run. Head coach Jared Grasso will look to use a fast-paced offense to outrun the America East's better teams. Their pace of play, their style of play, they're athletic, they're physical, they're tough, they're quick. They're going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of bigger teams. They finished ranked in the Kempom, 208. The UMBC Retrievers. The University of Maryland and Baltimore County returns an experienced roster and boasts some exciting freshman prospects that should provide a decent impact. Head coach Jim Ferry hopes to blend this roster together with size and system in order to shake up the America East. They were a team that, if you remember, shocked for the number one ranked Virginia Cavaliers a couple years ago in March Madness. None of the players from that team are still on the roster, but Jim Ferry was there, and he really hopes to, to kind of carry over some of that magic to help bolster maybe another run at an American East crown. They finished ranked in the Kempom 252nd. The Binghampton Bearcats. I first, I personally love Binghampton a lot. I just like the name, you know, the Binghampton Bearcats. You know, they're pretty easy to bring up a lot. It's a really fun name to play with. But Binghampton brings in a few talented freshmen and experienced transfers in hopes of revitalizing their roster. Head coach Lavelle Sanders will look to utilize his versatile freshmen and experienced guards in hopes of an improved finish. They finished ranked in the Kempon 311th. The main Black Bears, I saw them come here personally. They were Nebraska's season opener. They looked pretty solid in that. They were able to shoot the ball really well from three. They had a couple dudes who were able to really light it up from deep. They were a good defensive team. They went about eight or nine deep into the rotation. They were a solid defensive squad. Didn't really have the season they were looking for. But Maine brings back pretty much everybody from bottom half team from last year. Head coach Chris Markwood will look to improve on last year's finish with a more experienced and interwoven team. They finished ranked in the Ken Palm 277th. 
the New Jersey Institute of Technology Highlanders. NJIT has had a mixed bag of a roster. They got nine freshmen and five graduate students. Head coach Grant Billmeyer will have to navigate the chemistry and continuity issues in order to survive the America East. They're really young, really inexperienced in some areas, some areas that are going to count. Their bench unit's going to be really, really young. Um, those grad transfers aren't going to be able to hold a lot of the weight when it comes to depth and rotation minutes and just understanding defensive assignments. So there's going to be some growing pains there. They finished ranked in the Chem Palm last year, 330th. The Albany Great Danes. Albany has a fairly young roster, so there will be a lot, a lot of growing pains this year. But head coach Dwayne Killings will look to develop his young roster and tread water through the growing pains and hopefully finish better than bottom of the America East. They finished ranked in the Ken Palm last year, 346th. So now let's get to my America East predictions. Again, only nine teams, so this prediction is going to fly a little bit faster than it did for a, what was it, a 12-team A-Sun. It was a lot of teams last week, and uh, this time just only nine teams. Um, fairly standard procedure. I think that the top three is the top three. There's been a little bit of a shakeup, but... Um, the America East is one of those conferences that's really top-heavy, and then it starts to fall off a lot towards the bottom. Think of, like, the Pacific Division in hockey, where it's like you have your, your really, really good teams. You have your Vegases, you have your Kings, you have your Oilers, and then it just really falls off, and then the basement's the basement. Like, the, the bad in the America East is really bad. The good in the America East is, like, a good ma mid-major team. So... To win the America East this year, there is no drum roll. I think Vermont just wins it again. I think Vermont has the size, the talent, the speed, the athleticism. They're just more athletic than everybody else in the America East. And they're a good, solid defensive team. I think they can just easily repeat and get back to March Madness again. In hopes of maybe actually getting out of the first round. Um, my second team, I think it's standard procedure again. I think UMass Lowell brings back a lot. They've got some exciting guys, and I think Pat Duquette really has a good group interwoven together at UMass Lowell. I think they'll be a really, really exciting team, and maybe they'll push Vermont to try to get that auto bid into the NCAA tournament. Um, at number three, I actually have Bryant. I actually really like what Bryant has. I think Earl Timberlake's going to bring a lot from a defensive intensity and leadership standpoint. He's a really talented player out of a good Memphis program that's always been able to produce a lot of talent, recruit a lot of good talent. I think Bryant's going to benefit from his presence, and I think Bryant's going to benefit from a bounce back year from Doug Eater, who just you know, kind of didn't really have it last year a lot. Couldn't really help a, a kind of faltering Bryant side after the loss of Peter Kiss, but I think this is going to be a really solid Bryant group. I think they finished third in the division. Um, UMBC, I think they take another step forward. Again, just uh, they, uh, they, this is one of those teams that just automatically move up because of how bad I think one of the teams at the bottom is going to be. Well, I think one team's going to really, really fall off this year. We'll get to them in a second. But UMBC, I think just by default, they take a step up. They're going to finish fourth. They're going to have a solid year. They're going to try to build forward and try to see if they can get back to March Madness and play Cinderella one more time. Um, Binghampton, again, one of those teams that by default are going to move forward. I like what they have. They've got a little bit of that continuity aspect like we talked about. They bring in a few talented freshmen. They, they're freshmen they brought in are really talented. They come from good high schools that have renowned basketball programs. I think Binghampton is going to be really, really good. Um, at sixth, I have Maine. Again, another one of those teams just by continuity. They bring back a ton. They're able to to boast that continuity and that chemistry aspect that you need as a mid-major program. And that's exactly what they have right here. I mean, they've got they've got a lot of continuity. They bring back a lot of the shooting. They bring back some good pieces. And I think just like, you know, by the team below them taking a, a literal fall from grace, I think they just take that step up again. They become, you know, more of a middle-of-the-pack team in the America East. 
At number seven, I have New Hampshire. Uh, Ken Palm ranking 284th, and I looked at their Bart Torvik rankings. They were The luck factor was really big last year. Now, obviously you have to be good in one-possession games, but they, there was some stuff that swung their way that I don't think will repeat this year. And I also don't – they didn't really add anybody dynamic, whereas some of these other teams, they added some dynamism, some talent, that cutting edge that can help get them through a, like a grind of a middle-of-the-conference slate. So I think New Hampshire falls to 7th out of ninth. I think they're going to have a really big step back this year. And it's, it's going to be tough for them because I think they outperformed a lot last year. Eighth, uh, eighth and ninth are pretty much going to stay the same. I think NJIT and Albany just kind of hold firm, maintain the status quo. NJIT is going to be young. They'll probably be good in a couple of years once some of those younger guys just start to figure it out. Remember, they're working at nine freshmen. So they're going to have to learn. You know, They're going to have a, a major growing pain developing some of that stuff. And I just don't think Albany's that good, Like to be honest. like Albany might finish a bottom 15 team in the country again. I don't think they're going to be very good, and I don't think that they're going to be able to put any sort of challenge for anything above ninth. So, yeah, that's my America East predictions. That's pretty much it for today. Uh, next next conference preview is the American Athletic Conference, so get excited for that. It's going to be a really exciting one. But until then, I'm Justice Rohde, and you have listened to this episode of the Conference Previous Miniseries on the Full Court Press. We'll see you next time.